Guess who's back? Back again. Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. My name is Ken Burke, and I am ecstatic to introduce our guest today. He is the co-host of the Christian Coach Podcast, the tennis director at Athletes in Action, and author of a book called The Freshman. I introduce Chad Simpson. Chad, before you ask, yes, I did look you up on Google, uh, but how are you doing today? Hey, Ken. We're doing great. It's uh, it's an honor to be with you and uh, needed Needed subject. Um, super excited to, to chat about uh, this conversation. Yeah. For those of you listening, uh, our topic today is really going to be focused on who are we without our sports or who are we without blank, you know, our job, our, our relationships. Um, and who does God say that we are without those? Um, but first, Chad, I wanted to, to touch on your background. Uh, can you give a little bit about, about yourself and explain why you started the Christian Coach Podcast? Yeah, so I, I grew up uh, just playing every sport possible, um, basketball, baseball, uh, anything. And uh, just that was, that was what I lived for as a little kid. You know, my dad was a, a tennis coach, so the tennis club was like a second home to me. And uh, um, grew up, grew up kind of religious uh, around churchianity. And uh, my parents ended up separating when I was about 11. And uh, kind of as a result of that, my a family reached out and, and sponsored us to go to this Christian camp up in Wisconsin. Um, and so the first time I heard the gospel when I was 13 and, and gave my life to Christ. Um, and from there, just tried to um, figure out what it means to, to be a follower of Jesus. Um, and then combining this, this love and passion for sports and um, just continuing my journey, I, I was able to get a scholarship. Uh, to Liberty and play tennis there and so just felt so far behind some of my friends uh, in the faith journey just wanted to grow and, and be in that positive environment so that was a gift and a blessing just to be um, spurred on there at Liberty um, and and yeah and you asked about starting the podcast um, you know I I uh, fast forwarding we COVID hit 2020 and uh, my, my college doubles partner uh, Gian Lemmy, uh, he was a D1 coach there at Liberty and everything just shut down there. And at the time I was uh, in, in year six as an NAI tennis coach. And so we were, we were just thinking, all right, COVID hit. We both had just written our first book, just felt like a natural progression to, to start a podcasting. Like that's what everybody was doing when, when COVID hit. And so, uh, yeah, the goal, you know, we both were like, all right, let's start a podcast. We're both coaches. He's at a D1 level. I'm at a small Christian college. And uh, we thought, let's just call it the Christian Coach Podcast. We'll, we'll interview coaches, hear their stories, try to um, just, yeah, reveal their heart. And, and anybody thinking about doing a podcast, I always tell them, like, go for it. It's uh, had so many benefits for me. I'm really thankful. Just saw, you know, uh, just with friends, like, you can never have too many friends. And I think it's a great way to just network and meet people, um, be a microphone and just serve them. Um, you know, we've really enjoyed having some smaller named coaches come on and share their story where you got... Jason Romano and these other guys doing doing some really high profile people and uh, it's a gift to just kind of allow others to share their story and um, just to communicate too as another goal is just to improve improve as a communicator and um, when when the camera's on type of thing and so yeah that was uh, those were kind of our, our motivations behind starting the podcast and uh, really thankful that that we were able to do this mm. yeah the podcast is so great and you, you've had so many people on that are so inspiring and people that I know personally, like Paul Phillips, Doug Simons, my baseball coaches up in Covenant College, and even Neil Young and uh, 
Brian Smith, like he, they both have just been so, so great or so mentoring in my life. And it's so cool seeing that. And I just know the conversation that we're going to have today is going to be so great too. Um, what you do with coaches and for coaches is, you know, it's inspiring, like I said, and I just, I, I love the podcast, but I want to stay on this topic of Christian coaches, Christian coaching before we do get into our topic today. So kind of an easy question, but relevant question, how should Christian coaches act and how should any coach act when they're leading the next generation of athletes? For me, um, just kind of going on that journey of what does it mean to be a Christian coach? Um, it's, it's, it seems like a simple question, but it's difficult. And I think we've seen we've seen people uh, say that they're Christian and not coach in a, in a Christ-honoring way. And so I think that's kind of what we're trying to get into uh, with our podcast, with our guests, is that just because I, I say I'm a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that, that my coaching has been submitted under the leadership of our Lord. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I, after playing at Liberty, I, I had three years, I was a K-8 PE teacher, you know, so I, I went from um, you know, being on websites and, and feeling somewhat big time on playing D1 tennis to, you know, tying shoes of first graders and, you know, cleaning up snot. Um, and so just this like drastic change in the sports world really put me into this little deep dive on like, just why do we play sports? Like why sports? How do we do it for God's glory? And just opened up my, my Bible and, uh, just sat down with pen and paper, just started writing things down. Like, what does the word say? How can we apply it? And, um, and yeah, that's, I kind of came up with a, a little coaching philosophy at that time and, uh, you know, read all the, the Joe Ehrman's and, and 3D coaching and just really, really studied it. Um, and so right before that time is when I felt called to, to get into coaching and go practice some of these things I've been learning about through a master's program and, and studying and, and practicing. Um, and so I feel kind of the answer to the question is not so much how, how do coaches act, but where is our heart at? And, um, you know, John, John 15, you know, abide in me, remain in me. Um, without, without Christ, we're not going to bear good fruit. And so how, how do we want to act? It's the fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, and, and probably left one out in there. But I think that's the goal as a Christian coach is how do we exude those things, you know, fruit, and that is singular. So it's it's not just we focus on love today or we focus on this. We focus on abiding with Christ today. When we're abiding with Christ, we're going to show um, beauty through our coaching. We're going to love our players. We're going to love the people in our arena. Um, and I think God's going to get glorified through that because the norm, right, is is not that. You know, it's it's going to be the transaction. What can this this player do for me? Uh, what how can he he advance my career? Um, yeah, those are the things that the world says about coaching is just when, when it all costs, you know, and, and we know that, that Christ isn't saying that. Mm, yeah. I mean, we've all had coaches that, you know, are a little flamboyant, if you will. Uh, and I guess that would be the word, but I guess it, no matter, I think no matter if you're a Christian coach or a Christian athlete or, you know, even a Christian baker, candlestick maker, like we're all called to replicate Christ in whatever we do. And that's definitely including, including a coach because you were literally leading the next generation of athletes and most importantly of people. Uh, was there any like personal, uh, stories or experiences with coaches that, that kind of you think inspires you to, uh, start this podcast or like maybe value in that? 
Yeah, there's there's not just one coach that stood out. As I reflect just on on all the coaches that I've been around, um, yeah, it's uh, you know there's some that are going to be be great, um, transformational. Some are going to be transactional, and um, you know you don't feel loved, you don't feel mentored, mm -hmm. uh, cared for, other than your sport, you know. Um, and so, yeah, there wasn't one in our mind that, that made us, but just coaching like as a whole, thinking about our nation and, and the next generation, like you talked about. Um, yeah, I think that was our dream and our desire is, is we see the potential of coaches like sports is God and to so many. Mm -hmm. And so if coaches are on fire for Christ, what, what power and influence can they have? Uh, but at the same time, how, how, how devastating can they be? You know, they can, they can tear a, a student down and destroy their life. So, um, yeah, that was, I think the desire behind it. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's amazing. Um, one more question about the podcast before we, before we get into our topic today, what has been the best part of hosting your podcast? Uh, how have you felt God working through it? Honestly, it, it maybe sounds selfish, but most of all for me, you know, we've done 90, 90 episodes and for for us to get to talk with these people that that maybe we wouldn't be able to get, sit down and get get a meal with um we've learned so much you know every time we're filling pages of notes um, learning from their stories learning from their disciplines trying to get to like the heart behind the the person and so i think most of all it's changed me and and given me an opportunity to grow as a man and, and a coach and a leader uh, and for sure, there's been, you know, a few messages and emails here and there that people are just, hey, this random person from Arizona, hey, you know, thanks for doing this. It's been impacting. It's like, wow, I didn't even know this person would have been tuning in, you know. And so, um, yeah, most of all, I, that's kind of how I want the podcast to be is I'm just curious. I love learning, hearing people's stories and stuff. So uh, if we can hit record and share it with others, too, that's a, just a bonus. But most of all, I love I love the opportunity to learn. Mm, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, it's, it's so powerful when you can get somebody on that, like you personally connect with and that you have stories that you can share and it just, it furthers the kingdom so much more. Um, so today, like I said before, we're going to focus on who we are without our sports and the things that we love on this earth, the earthly things that we love, whether it be sports, coaches or spouses or jobs, anything like that, you have to know that you, what you are, who you are without those things. And I feel like I preach this all the time on this podcast, but I think it's so important because it's so easy for athletes to fall into this trap, you know? So from your perspective, who are you without the earthly things that you love? Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to, to quote some scripture verses, you know, and, and say it. Um, but honestly, this is this is something I've really struggled with a lot in, in my life as an athlete, as a coach, and now even into uh, being a, a chaplain. Um, and so, um, you know, in, in my, you know, I, as I said, I gave my life to Christ when I was 13. And my sophomore year at, at Liberty, I did a deep dive into the New Testament on everything that the, that the Bible says. Uh, about who we are, who, who the church is, who the Christians are. And so I'm sure you've heard the list too, but as we start to quote it, it, it brings power. Uh, you know, we're, we're chosen, we're loved, we're accepted, we're a child of God, all those things. Um, it's, easy, it's easy for me to think about it and, and say it to you, but very difficult, you know, to, to live that out uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a journey that, that I'm still on and, uh, and working towards. Yeah, I, I relate to that so much. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure 
everybody that's listening is saying like, yeah, we, we all struggle with this. So you were definitely not alone. Um, and it's, 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 it's really nice when you can, you know, talk to other Christians and be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this and relate to people. And it just, it helps build relationships and it helps bring you closer to God too. So how has, how has God shown you throughout your life that you are a child of God without those things? I know you touched on that a little bit, but like, is there a specific Bible verse or quote that reminds you of that? I think as a student athlete, um, I thought a lot about just being an ambassador for Christ there in, um, in 1 Corinthians, I believe. And, um, you know, just as we're, we're called into the ministry of reconciliation with with Christ, and um, you know, we think we're we're putting on this T-shirt and going to go represent and and play for play for self, play for scholarships, um, and and just remembering like, not nah, you know, we're we're ambassadors for Christ. Um, it's it's not about me. It's it's about Him, and and all my striving, all my efforts is is for for God and not for self, but. Uh, yeah, like I said, not not easy, not easy. You know, we can start off strong in the morning and have that perspective and lose it throughout the day. You know, so I think it's that minute by minute walking with Christ, um, being reminded that we need Him uh, every moment. Yeah, I think for me personally, like God has shown me this through failure, and like you know, whether that be yeah, my personal failure, but the people and the things that in my life that will fail me. Like everything, everything in my life will fail me. Everything in your life will fail you because it's just the sinful nature of this earth. You know what I mean? Like our spouses will fail us. Sadly, our family will fail us. Our jobs will fail us. But if you're grounded in your faith and in Jesus Christ, like it makes it so much easier to just be content with knowing that he is there for you no matter what. Um, so like, it means that you do have to identify with Christ. And when you ask the question, who am I without blank, you're a child of God and you're a Christian and a Jesus Christ follower. So, I mean, it's just, it's really amazing to see like a person like you, like that says like, yeah, I'm a, I struggle with this and I'm not ashamed of it because I know that God still loves me because I confess my, my love for him. You know what I mean? So this question can mean different things for different athletes and coaches, you know, injuries, retirement from sports, even, you know, getting fired from your coaching job. Uh, what would you say to anyone going through these things that might be having kind of an identity crisis? Yeah, I feel, uh, you know, God is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit, you know, and, and blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. And um, I know that that these are just huge moments in, in young people's lives or, or an adult, you know, like losing a job. And so, yeah, these are these these times of brokenness um, are when we find who we truly are. You know, we're, we're stripped of the things of this world um, and then like who's left, you know, and that's that's when we lean on lean on Christ and, and make him our everything. And um, I know for me, there's just been these these moments of of surrender, of, uh, you know, chasing the scholarship in high school, struggling with, with anxiety and, and just always just being a performer, you know, and just like, all right, Lord, I surrender this scholarship goal and dream to go play a college sport. It's in your hands, you know, and um, yeah, re repeatedly uh, when these things become the idol, when they become the number one, I think 
all we do, we surrender them. And I just know that it's, it's common, it's normal, it's our, our flesh. We're, we're going to uh, want the things of this world, but uh, with the Spirit in us, we're also called to want the things of the Spirit. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's my, what I would say to, to a young person um, just struggling or going through the, the hard thing is that uh, in, in our brokenness, we just go to the Lord. Um, God, God, here I am. Like, these are my feelings, just not, not trying to dodge the emotions or, or fake them, but um, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. And uh, I think that's where we find our, our true self in Christ. Mm, yeah. I love this quote by Brian Smith, author of The Christian Athlete and the Assist. You know, he's been on both of our podcasts, which is, I thought that was cool. Uh, he highlighted a quote in an article he wrote. It says, We must have something good in hand to be able to let go of something bad. It is a little, it is a little like a, a little like being a trapeze artist. You can only let go of one trapeze if you, if another is in view. So I thought that was it spoke to me a lot because I mean, we all know that one guy in our hometown that, I mean, he never stops talking about the glory days. And I mean, it's because he has nothing to cling on to anymore. He is constantly just remembering those days because he doesn't, he was just an athlete. He's not a Christian. He's not, he's, he just wanted, and he just wanted all that glory. And then when that ended, he had, he had nothing. And I think it's, it's hard to move on from that. Um, and a, big part of answering answering this question of who am I without blank is being grounded in your faith. So from your perspective, what's the best way for coaches and athletes and anyone asking this question to remain in Christ even even when the future is unknown? I think just the the simple answer is uh, going to the Father, you know, every day, every morning, being reminded of who we are in Christ, you know. So one, just our personal relationship with Christ, and then the, the horizontal re- relationship with others, uh, whether it's a spouse, uh, a small group, a mentor. Um, I really recommend uh, just finding a group of, of coaches, uh, like-minded coaches. 6 a.m., you're, you're in the room, you're, you're huddling together, and just uh, sharing, sharing all these struggles of, hey, I'm struggling with this, hey, I'm desiring that. And uh, I, think, I think those two things are the hope for us to stay grounded and stay strong as a coach because the, the pressures the pressures are so strong the temptations are coming at and uh, I think we have to just lean on that that personal walk with Christ and then lean on our brothers and sisters in Christ to, to keep spurring us on you might have seen my notes because that's literally exactly what I wrote down was you have to remain in the word and you have to remain with fellow believers because if not like you're gonna be broken you're gonna be empty alone and most of all, spiritually hungry. Like you're not going to have the satisfaction that God promises without, without all of those things. Um, and I think it's, it's important, like you said, to be constantly in the church in a small group. I mean, even if it's 6am and you don't want to be there, but it's, it's important because you have to stay grounded in your faith. For sure. hundred percent. So, Last question I had for you, how can athletes or coaches be prepared for the future after their sport? I, th- I think, um, I think number one is, is it starts now. Like, you know, if, if you're still in your, in your playing career, you need to think about who am I going to be after this ends? And, and I don't know what it was like for you, but just hearing so many other stories, like, like for me, our team, we lost in the conference tournament that next Monday um, the very first time 
and you know the past 10 years of my life everything has been devoted to my sport you know and i just, i remember i we we played like 5 hours of madden that afternoon and just felt like completely hopeless purposeless like what do i do now like I, everything i've been eating for my my tennis performance i've been going to bed at the right time for my tennis performance and i've been you know everything's just been geared around it and so that that day when it comes um it's hard to prepare for um, but if we've already had had that that surrender on, I've given up this this idol. I've given up this sport. It's in your hands, God. Um, I think that's going to help you be better prepared for that day, whenever it comes, whether it's through injury, um, a coach's decision, or just the end of your career, ready to go get a job. Um, and I do think though that that there is a process. I haven't heard many coaches. Uh, or leaders talk about it, but um, just for me, this last spring was my first year in, in 20 years that I hadn't uh, been on a team. Um, I, I left high school, college, coaching, um, and now I, I'm a chaplain um, for, for college and pro tennis. And so uh, just, yeah, first time to not have that. And um, just the thought of just grieving, like mentors told me, just like grieve your loss, Chad, like, like you had a good career in coaching, um, even though you're excited about what's coming forward, take a minute and, and just sit in that, like, uh, in, be in, in that like sadness of I'm not a coach anymore. I'm not doing these things. And so, um, I think just this the idea of how do you grieve um, the end of your career is super important. You know, I, I've heard other stories of, of one guy just like bald for, for like an hour at the end of his baseball career and boom, that was, that was all he needed. And now boom, he's, he's ready to move forward. But some people there it's 20 years later and they're, and they're still just stuck in, in the past trying to brag and boast on like, look at, look at what I used to do. And like, nobody cares anymore. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's super important to, to just first of all think about it and consider who am I after my sport ends and then once that day does come um, you know talking with people about it not not harboring it down deep but just being free to to chat and, and share your feelings on man I am sad this stinks <laughs> you know just being real with it mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's such great great advice I never heard that idea of grieving you know that you're lost but it's I mean basically it's like losing another life you know what I mean because you like you said you were involved in a team for 20 years that's it's difficult to move on from that but you know whether you're 45 like tom brady and you're about to quit the sport or you're you don't make it past middle school like sports are going to end eventually and you have to know who you are without those but chad thank you so much for coming on uh it was so nice to meet you and it's been such a blessing talking to you and i just wish you all the best with athletes in action and the podcast uh, thanks so much, Ken. I appreciate you having having me on here and uh, keep it up. I'm excited for you. We need to have more of these these types of conversations and, and spreading them uh, so this next generation can, can hear it. So um, thanks for what you do. Definitely. Thank you so much. All right. Well, for all the listeners out there, please leave a rating and review on the podcast. It really helps us out. Remember that no matter what, God loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.